Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1721. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Abington, Virginia, with a very special guest by the name of Larry McClure. Larry, welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Mark, I sure am. Uh, looking forward to this. Looking forward to promoting my beautiful cars I got to sale uh, here to make them auction. Uh, I think it's January the 15th. Yeah, right. actually, I think it starts uh, starts on the 7th in a few days, goes through the 16th. That's kind of the, the period of time. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Actually, we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, as we know, people okay. that have car collections, at a certain point, it's time to let them go and move on to something new. So we'll learn about that. But before I give you a proper introduction, is there maybe one little thing that people may not know about you these days? Well, I'm sure there's a lot, but... Uh... I just want people to know how, how grateful and, and thankful that I am that uh, I've had a little bit of success in my life. And uh, I, I sure want to give all that uh, glory to the Jesus Christ. So I don't know if they know that or not, but that's my story. They know it now. And you know what, Larry? I've learned after talking to 1,700 plus people here today, being grateful is the key to success in life. I think you know this because you've been around for a while. When you wake up every day and you're grateful for what you have, no matter how big or small it might be, uh, it's going to be a great day. I think you're a guy who's already figured that out. Yeah, I've had to, I've, I've had to bump my hind end down the steps, you know, when you think you're bigger than you are. And, uh, it, it hurts coming down those steps. So uh, I've learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. Well, that's a fun way to put it. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. And we're going to talk about this collection of vehicles that you have up for sale. Larry McClure has been a car guy since birth. He found a way to merge his love for cars into his passion for racing. He and his three brothers formed a successful partnership along with a business associate, Tim Morgan. And they built a winning NASCAR team known as Morgan McClure Motorsports. And they won 14 NASCAR. Cup races. Larry also built a successful chain of car dealerships in Southwest Virginia. Their success allowed them to garner a very impressive collection of cool old cars. You know what? The McClure Collection is a group of 27 American classic cars, muscle cars, and trucks that are going to be offered by my friends at Meekum at the Kissimmee 2021 auction. Starts and runs through January 7th through the 16th, so it's coming up very soon. If you want to be part of this bidding and get your hands on one of these very cool cars, cars, you can go to Meekum.com, sign up today, and you know what? One of these McClure cars might end up in your garage. We'll be back in a minute to talk with Larry, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible, so sit tight, keep the seatbelts on. We're going to be at the auction buying some cars today. We'll be right back. You've heard me talk about Covercraft here on Cars Yes since I began bringing you inspiring automotive enthusiasts over six years ago. Covercraft is a company I've trusted to protect my vehicles since I was in high school. But did you know they've been in business longer than that? Covercraft was founded in 1965. You don't stay in business for over 55 years without providing your customers with superior quality, innovative solutions, and a massive breadth of selections and categories when it comes to protection. Their custom-fit car covers are just the start. Covercraft offers covers for cars, trucks, ATVs, boats, outdoor furniture, seats, trunk, floors, 
dashes, masks for the front of your rides, and a whole lot more. And here's something special just for you from me. Use the code yeah 120 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 120 that's Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224. 9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Larry, we're back. And uh, before we talk about this collection of cars you're letting go, I always ask my guests if there's some kind of a success quote in your life, a saying, a mantra, some kind of thing that that helped you build your success in racing and your car dealerships. I like to say it's a nice way to get those wheels smoking a little bit. Since you were a NASCAR guy, you saw a lot of tire smoke. Uh, so, Larry, uh, take the wheel. Give us, a, give us a little success quote, a little mantra here to start the show off. Well... I tell you, people have got to know that you care about them. Mm. And I always try to, to impress that upon people. And not only do you make friends with them, but you, you, you let them know that, that, that they can trust you and, and you will do what you say. And that's been pretty much the way I've got in the car business. I started out in the used car business. Then I, I got in the new car business and then got into racing. And, and those are some things that, uh, I've tried to instill in the people around me. So uh, people come back to us for, you know, a lot of different reasons. And most of them is because they can trust us and, and they know we'll take care of them. Well, that's key, especially in the car business. Uh, definitely you have to show some trust. And, and the business has changed so much. You go back to the years that you had a car business and then you fast forward to the car business today. It is so radically different. And, and everything has changed. The consumers know a lot more about cars. But during this process of building your car industry, your car businesses, I should say, you got into racing for a while. And I want to touch on that just a little bit before we talk about these cars you're going to sell. Morgan McClure Motorsports, the NASCAR days. I mean, this is back in the 80s when you guys were running. And, you know, I say the 80s and it doesn't seem that long ago to me because I'm an older <laughs> guy too. But that was a while ago. Tell me a little bit about some of the fun that you guys had back then erasing nascar oh we had a great time i really had no uh, uh idea that i'd ever be in nascar or, or participate but a friend of mine uh, his name was gc spencer an old-time racer he used to drive for richard petty he came by one day and offered me to, to buy his car he was a just had a one car it was a number four and that was in 1983 
uh, we bought his race team, which listed uh, or comprised of one car, three motors, you know, some transmission, some rear ends, a trailer, and a and a, an old van to pull it with. That's what I bought, and we started out. So we we hired Mark Martin uh, in '83, and he drove for me. Uh, I think about four or five races. '84, mm-hmm. we had Joe Redman. That was their first sponsorship partial sponsorship or, or partial year of sponsorship that was Folgers coffee then we went on to uh in uh 86 and uh, i did uh, about 10 15 races for kodak and then that started us a long-term deal with kodak so we've had you know the hardest thing to do it's like anything else is to learn how to win learn what it takes i mean you know there's no magic, you know. Everybody can buy cars, and everybody can buy motors, and everybody can buy drivers. And all, but you got to learn how to win. And uh, it took us. We were close a few times, but it took us in 1990 at Bristol in the, in the night race. And Lord, was it! Uh, it's a wonderful night. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Eastman Kodak Company is located here in Kingsport, and we had a tremendous amount of uh, fans there, and a lot of color and. And we ran good, of course, beat Rusty uh, for the win uh, at that night race. And then we went on uh, with Ernie and went to the Daytona uh, the next, the following year and in 91 and, and won that. I, and I really, I don't think it was a real popular deal with NASCAR, but but it, certainly it really kicked our career off. And, uh, and we've all been kind of been known as a speedway racers, but we won... Uh, Daytona 500 three times. Wow. Once with Ernie and two times with Sterling. And then we, we won Talladega several times and we won, won the Farcracker race. So that took care of the Speedway set, but we, we won at uh, Sears Point and Watkins Glen. We won at Darlington. We, of course, won at Bristol and we won at Martinsville. So we had a good run and we were a single car team. And uh, we didn't really want to get big. So we didn't go for multi-car operations. So we we stayed here up away from the hub of racing, which is Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, that probably hurt us some. But I certainly, I'm proud to, to be from up here and the, the people in Southwest Virginia and East Tennessee really supported us as far as our fans were concerned. And, and uh, I'm just, I don't know why uh, we were successful <laughs> I mean, it, we we tried to work hard and smarter, you know, harder and smarter because we didn't have the sponsorship, the amount of sponsorship that a lot of these other teams had. But we certainly had some success. Uh, we're thankful for it. Uh, maybe had I given the good Lord uh, more praise for it, uh, it would have lasted longer. But it was about time for me to step back anyway. So uh, it was good, good for a while. Well, certainly good for a while. And you talk about sponsorships and the challenges. I mean, racing is so expensive. It was back then. It's even more so now. And these sponsorships, you guys having Kodak as a major brand, those bright yellow shirts with the Kodak brand on there certainly didn't hurt. And uh, really, my hat's off to you guys and what you did with your team. No small feat, for sure. Now, over the time, you've amassed a a group of some pretty darn cool cars, and we're going to dive into the later part of our show here today about your fascination, your passion for cars. Obviously, you've got one, but let's talk a little bit about this collection. You know, this is pretty poignant to what's happening right now. Uh, Guys like you and me that have been around for a while, um, we get to a point in time where we're ready to let 
Some of our cars go, all our cars go, things change in life, whatever it might be, downsizing or it's just too much to manage or, you know, it's time to, to let a new caretaker care for these vehicles. As I look through the uh, Mecham Auctions website, and I'll put a link to that to all these cars, you've got a pretty eclectic group of vehicles here and a few of these cars really kind of stand out cool to me especially as a racer i look at the 64 chevrolet chevelle 300 which obviously has a, a little bit bigger motor in it the uh 454 Chevelle SS, which has a bigger motor. It got a beautiful 66 Corvette. Uh, at this point in time, what's uh, inspired you to let these cars go and, and move into a next phase in your life? Well, you know, the exciting thing for me was to uh, find these cars and or trade for them, which, which we did. We, we did both, but find them and, and then uh, the ones that needed restoring, we'd restore them. And, and you know, you got to hunt for parts and do these these are things that I enjoyed doing, and then I enjoyed working on them. And, I, you know, I have uh, done about everything to these cars. I've had a couple of people. Uh, my uncle helped me uh, restore them. He was my body man. And, and then had a gentleman, uh, Billy Brownlow, was my shop foreman when I was racing. And he's uh, been the fabricator on anything we needed fab on these cars. And it was just exciting. But, but you know, I had them and I've taken care of them. We had them in our museum like the race shop and I I thought it was time to let somebody else uh, get these cars because I know they're really good cars and they're really going to enjoy uh, having them. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, be quite honest with you, it's a lot uh, less expensive to purchase a car like this than it is to build one. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, if somebody gives you something, if you want a, a, a nice, real nice car, it'll cost you seventy-five to $100,000 easy in a restoration. So yeah. that, I, I thought it was time. You know, I'm I'm uh, almost 77, and my wife said, well, you need to sell some of these cars. So <laughs> you, you, I don't know if you've got a collection. You, you, you'll hear that. but Yeah, I've heard that uh, already, it, and, and, and I'm not quite yeah. 77 yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I... But I uh, uh, and you know it'll give me a little space. Yep. To uh, continue doing what I'm doing, you know, I, yeah. I know I'll I'll continue having these old classic cars and and working on them until I die, I guess. And uh, but and that's and something I'm real thankful again and blessed to, to to be able to do that. You know, have the have the means to do it, and then have the will. You know, if you don't have a desire for anything, you you can't do it, you can't enjoy it. So. Uh, I'm thankful for that, you know. Well, I'll tell you something, Larry. As I look through this collection of cars, and as I mentioned, it's a it's a bit eclectic. There's a lot of cool stuff. But one thing I notice is almost all these have big motors in them. And uh, a guy that's a racer, I mean, there, I can see a trend going on here. Uh, there's a beautiful 72 Chevrolet Cheyenne C10 pickup, which those things are just kind of classic with a 454. I mean, it's just it just goes on and on. And maybe what we should do here is touch a little bit a little bit on maybe a couple of these cars that kind of stand out for you cars that you'll look back when they cross the block and the next caretaker puts a big smile you put a big smile on his face and he drives away that you'll kind of go oh yeah i remember that one so can you pick maybe one or two of these vehicles you're letting go and just you don't have to go in depth but just maybe tell a story about each of those well I, well yeah i can I, We'll start with a, a 57 Pontiac. And ah. I think it is one of the 
nicest, uh, beautiful car that I have. It's uh, and you know, cars back then had personality, and it's got the the cream colored top and interior, and down the side and on the hubcaps. That's the Star Chief, right? The Star Chief, yeah. and it, it's got real, it's got leather in seats, and it's it is gorgeous. I sent my nephew up to Pennsylvania. We found it up there, and he brought it back. And of course, we framed off, and and it it it's a gorgeous car. And then I've got a '57 Nomad. It I think's real gorgeous. It's a it's a, a a red, a different red, not bright red like most yeah, of these. It's kind cars. of an so orangey red, a little bit. Yeah, it's a '57 Chevrolet uh, red, and and uh, it's a two four barrel car uh-huh. most everything i got i uh, you know it, they've got big motors in them and then oh yeah there's a 56 there's a 56 mercury that my dad had a mercury franchise back in 1956 and and uh, we found this car in colorado denver my cousin lives out there and he called me about it and i said send it to me and listen i'd get in and drive it back to colorado today i wouldn't have a car you couldn't drive uh-huh and so these cars all of them drive good, and they're not just cars to be towed behind the trailer or whatever. But they uh, they all do run. And then I got a '64 Ford. It's an R code four twenty seven two four car, and it's an XL, uh, real pretty blue outside with a white interior, and it is gorgeous. And you mentioned that '72 Chevy pickup. Uh, it, I bet there's not a nicer one. I'm talking about from the bottom to the top. And then that I've got a '66. Ford pickup. It's got a 427, 4 <laughs> That the F100, the red one? It's a red F100 and it yeah. drop dead beautiful. They're hard to find and, and, and it, it's nice, really nice. Yeah, there's some really, really cool stuff here. You mentioned that Ford Galaxy 500 XL. Uh, I see a little trend here on some of these, uh, these cars that are two-door coupes that back in the day the four-door versions were pretty plain jane but the two doors they put some big motors in them and then you've done some really nice things that that 63 biscayne uh yeah they're nice stuff and there's a you know that the 54 chevy convertible uh when ernie was driving for me we were in sonoma i think the the weekend we won sonoma out there with him and one of his friends said hey i got a 54 chevy uh that's been taken apart convertible would you be interested in i bought that thing and uh i've had it had it since then it's a california car great car so and the and the motor in it we won the 594 i told chevrolet i said look i need a new motor for my 54 chevy so they they pulled me one off the uh out of the plant and sent it to me and uh it's got a a new corvette engine in it but it's a, a 94 model but uh-huh. It's it's a great car. A lot of these things, even that there's a little uh, forty Ford convertible. Yes, it's original, original that is beautiful. It's perfect. And then I got a, a hot rod uh, forty Ford black one. It's beautiful. You if you see them, you'll like it. Yeah, they're definitely very very cool. I'll make sure to put a link to this, or you can just go to Meekum and you'll see their 
Kissimmee auction, the uh, uh, stated to start January 7th through the 16th. Uh, you can go, you can sign up, you can bid on these cars. They're all no, no reserve cars, which is actually pretty darn cool. But I'm glad that I'm able to bring some of these to my listeners' attention and hear from the words of the guy who had them and drove them how special uh, they really are. Let's take a short break. Well, thank our sponsors. We come back, Larry. I want to dive into kind of your personal passion for cars and so forth. And we'll touch on a few more of these cars for sale. So sit tight. Keep your seatbelts on. We're running with an old NASCAR guy here. We're having some fun talking about some cars he's going to let go that you can get your hands on. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. The wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH checkout for $10 off of your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH to save $10 today. Cheers! All right, we're back. I want to dive back into your history here a little bit, Larry, and talk about a, a story that instigated this passion you have for cars. Can you think back to that pivotal moment when you decided, you know what, I'm a car guy? Well, well I used to lay down in the seat of 
of my daddy's car. I'd sneak outside and turn on the radio, and I'd listen to NASCAR races. <laughs> and that was, in, that was in about 1955. You know, and Dad, at that time, Dad... Uh, uh, had an uh, had an owner's part ownership in a Packard franchise, and he and I'd go with him, and he'd sell cars, and we'd deliver them, and you know, it just a, it was a it was a fun thing, but but getting in one, and it's got a little more horsepower, and, and you could feel and see the differences, and you know, back then in those days, when a new car when the new cars come out each year, they had a big showing, and they'd keep them under wraps and in secret, and it was just the mystique about it, you know, just got me. And then yeah. when I started driving, of course, I wanted to see how much each one of them would do every time I got in it. So <laughs> that, that caused a little trouble from time to time, but yeah. I really enjoyed it. There's nothing like going fast. So uh, I don't I guess that's the reason my first car was a, that I owned was a 47 Ford coupe, had a Mercury motor in it. I paid 50 bucks for it. It smoked. I went up, and picked it up from a, a guy, and drifted off a hill, and and it started up. I'd been after sitting there for a year. Wow! And it built the battery. The generator built the battery up, and it started, but it sure did smoke. But I loved that thing, and <laughs> I don't know. I drive it too fast, and the hood seemed to blow up, and I put about three or four hoods on it. Oh my gosh! But <laughs> any, yeah. Anyway. A good time. Yeah, it sounds like you had some good times for sure. Now, I always yep. ask my guests a bit of an introspective question. It's a little bit bizarre, but we'll see where we can go with this. I ask people, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, you were actually manifest as car, this isn't what you want to be. It's your personality, the kind of things that you have done in your life, perhaps into a car, manifest in, his ca- in a car. Is there a car that comes to mind for you, Larry? <laughs> <sighs> Well, you know, uh, I, I don't know what I would be, but I would be something fast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I had a good stance about it and, you know, it was easy to look at. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the kind of things I'd be. Now, I don't know which one that would be. I've got at home, I've got a six, I've got a 61 Ford Starliner. Yeah. It's got 30 some thousand miles on it. And it's a, it's a three ninety four speed car and it, it's gorgeous and I I really I really like it. Yeah. You know, I, okay. So uh I don't know. I don't know what I'd be, but a lot of these people would probably go for one of these new Mustangs or 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 uh, Challenger or something like that, but you know, I'm old. I like the old big stuff. <laughs> I think we'll call that you was, a uh, I think we'll call you a Starliner today. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds good. Does that sound good? I'm going to enjoy that car. Yeah. 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 Let me ask you this, Larry. When I look at the cars that you're letting go, and I know this could be kind of tough, but is there one vehicle that really stands out for you that you kind of go, maybe I shouldn't let that one go? Well, there's about two. Yeah, there's several. (laughs) That 66 Ford pickup, I just finished it. And I, it is beautiful, and uh, that that is that is one of the vehicles. And I don't know the '57 Pontiac, and, and I did that uh, kind of had a, a lot of personal uh, work on it. And uh-huh. then the, my by uh, uh, that black forty Ford uh, coupe, yeah. I think uh, some of them listed as a moonshiner's car, but it, it is gorgeous too. I mean, they all are, but you know, you just kind of like 
certain things. There's a sharp little little red uh, fastback Mustang there. That uh, that really is. So I've got. I mean, I tell every every one of them is nice. So. I knew this. I knew this would happen if I asked you that question. It's like asking what your favorite uh, child is. You just can't I, do it, right? Yeah. And then I got. You know, if I want to get in something to run, I got a '68 uh, Biscayne that's got one of our engines in it, our SB2 engines that we raced, and and uh, it's it's a dry sump car, and it's easy to drive and fun to uh-huh. drive, and you'd pay a hundred dollars just to follow it down the road and just listen to the exhaust <laughs> on it. I mean, and you can back it up, and it just shakes the car all over. I mean, it's but boy, it's a nice nice driving car. Yeah, it sounds like it. Let me ask you a couple quick questions here, Larry. If, okay. if you could describe one of your personal habits in life, maybe some kind of thing that you do every day, a ritual of some kind, or something that you think has contributed to your success over the years, what would it be? Well, um, um, before I go to sleep at night, I like to say a prayer, and when I want to get it more, and I'd like to say another prayer. There you go. And, you know, and and uh, I've got a little prayer book that I like to I like to use every day, and, yeah. and but you know I, I think it that kind of gives you some firm footing to stand on any time you can listen to uh, uh, Jesus' words, uh, and 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 that's the best book that I've ever seen, and uh, you know, and I'd recommend that book to anybody. There you go. Uh, awesome. The Bible. So yeah. that, that's the kind of thing. Okay. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and enjoy a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, and this is somebody that could be living or someone who's passed, who would that person be? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, I've known a lot of people. Uh, yeah, no in kidding. The, in the automobile industry. You know, I, I think Lee Coco would have been a guy that I would have liked. Yeah. Uh, to sit down with, with um, and I don't know a lot about him, but he was always interesting, and he was an innovator, and I think he he did a good job. But you know, oh, and you and you read it, and you look at all these stories from Henry Ford. He was an interesting cat. Uh, no kidding. Uh, and you know, he was. Uh, I mean, he started this thing kind of. So it would have been that'd have been interesting to listen to him. I bet they were tough guys, don't you? I'm imagining they were very tough guys, but wouldn't it be interesting to have a meal with both of them at the table? Somebody from the first starts and then Lee Iacocco came along. I mean, that would be an interesting, you might end up with a little bit of a brawl going on, but uh, uh, it would be interesting to be a fly in the wall and just listen to that. And then, and then I never did get to do this. I should have, but I'd like to, I'd like to uh, sit down with old Smokey Eunuch one time and, Ah. and listen to some of his tales, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, we'll add him to the meal. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That'll be a contentious meal. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, has there been some great advice that perhaps someone offered to you? Now, this could tie into collecting cars, restoring cars, racing cars, some kind of piece of wisdom someone shared with you that really worked? Well, the thing I guess my whole life is if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember it. Ah, yeah. And, and it always works, you know. If you tell the truth, you're buying a car. If you tell the truth, you're selling it. If you if if you're uh, trying to get a part from somebody, and you, I think being truthful is a is an easy tool to use and a tool that the good Lord gives us. And and you know, 
and it doesn't cost anything to say thank you. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, my mom used to tell me that one. Uh, I used to see it would drive me crazy because I'd say, "Oh darn, I just was trying to remember something, and now I don't remember." And she said, "Well, it must have been a lie." And I'd always go, "Well, why would I going to tell you a lie, Mom?" She goes, "Because if you always tell the truth, you never have to remember it." And I, to this day, I remember that, and uh, it always kind of rubbed me a little bit. But you know what? I, I still remember it, so I try to be very truthful yeah. with everything that I do. Yeah. Now, I always ask my guests for a, re- a great resource. Today, I'm going to list Mecham Auctions because, again, we're talking about this collection of 27 vehicles that Larry's letting go. Uh, make sure I put a link to that. If you have any interest in this, go check it out. Uh, I've already been promoting it a bit on my social media sites, but uh, check out check out Mecham Auctions, and uh, you can bid on one of these cool cars. So, Larry... We're coming up to the yeah. checkered flag. You've been here many times being a race-winning team owner. Here's a very difficult question I imagine. Okay. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. But there are a couple rules since I'm the sponsor. And as you know, having had sponsors, they do have rules. I have a couple rules to this game I'm going to play with you that might make your answer a little bit challenging. One is it's the only collector car you can have. That means you can only have one parked in the garage. Everything else has to go. The other one is I want you to drive it and enjoy it. No garage queens or dust collectors, but I don't think that's a problem for you. But here's the other part of it is you can't sell it once I buy it for you and buy back all the cars you had to let go. That little trick is off the table. So if it narrowed it down to just one special collectible car, we'll just say for today, Larry, for a guy who has had so many cool cars, what could I buy you? <laughs> oh, good gosh. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. This probably sounds weird, and I'm getting older, and it's harder for me to get in and out of cars. Uh, I can't get into Corvettes like I used to. If I wasn't getting so old, I'd say a 61 Corvette. I always, I mean, a 62 Corvette. Oh, yeah. I always liked a, a 62, and, and you know, they had the, some of the characteristics of a 63, but uh, I would say, I would say, you could get me one of these. Uh, didn't, I, didn't I just see uh, a... Uh, I'd say one of those uh, Mustangs that I've been seeing going through the Meekum for all bringing out two or three million dollars. Oh, you're cool ta- are you talking <laughs> now? Okay, let me think. You mean are you talking about the a Mustang that brings two or three million? Are you talking about the the Ford GT? The the Ford GT three fifty or the uh, in the three fifty or the uh, or one of those white sixty five Mustangs that. Uh, that just went through the auction here not uh, long ago. Okay. I'll, I'm going to have to call them up and get the right car down yeah. in for you so I yeah. can deliver yeah. the right car yeah. to you. That would be cool. I haven't been able to find one. They were our code cars in 1965, and they didn't uh, didn't, they didn't make many of them, but ah, I thought that would have been. I see. I know what you're talking no. about. All right. Well, listen, I'll get to work on that, see if, if I can find you one of those things. I know our friends yeah. at Meekum, uh, they get their hands on a lot of very cool cars. They can find cars for us. So I have no doubt they'll come through for us. <laughs> Larry, you've taken me on a very fun ride today, my friend. And, you know, us car collectors, we want to thank you for letting some other people be the caregivers of these wonderful cars that you've collected, you've restored, you've had as part of your life. Uh, that's what the great thing about car collecting is. We're just caretakers. The cars go on and we change. So I want to thank you that. Before I let you go, though could you offer me one little parting piece of 
wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that R-Code Mustang? Well, I always give the good Lord praise and glory for your life. And you'll never go wrong. There you go. Words of wisdom. I'll make sure again I put links to the auction here on Larry's show notes page. Go to carsyeah.com. Just type in Larry McClure. His page will pop up or just go to the Meekum website and you'll find all these cars. Maybe you're going to be one of those lucky people that gets to get their hands on a McClure vehicle and uh, take care of it for the next generation to come. Larry, this has been wonderful. I really want to thank you for spending some time with me today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Looking forward to it. Thank you, my friend. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!